Hello, one, two, three, four, five, six. Okay. <clears throat> you mean, sound weird, though. <clears throat> what do you mean I sound weird? Well, just like really, like maybe you're in a bathroom or something. Yeah, sorry, it's the room. I can't All do right. anything about it. Well, that's fine. Who cares? I can't do anything. You can't do anything. Maybe we shouldn't do this. What do you mean? Because if it sounds like crap, I don't want to do it. Eh, but it doesn't matter. I'm covered in a blanket now. Does this sound better? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But it's going to get very hot very Yeah, you're going to hate quickly. it. I think it's a million times better. All right, well, that's your choice. All right, I'll switch at some point in the middle, I'm sure. All right, no one will care. Welcome to One Topic, where we stick to one topic. My name is Autumn Fisher. My name is Greg Russ. This is a week where our procrastinating has really, (laughs) really screwed us up. Yeah, we even tried to create like a schedule where we did uh, extra shows so that we wouldn't be in this position, but neither of us did that. Sorry. I'm trying to readjust the blanket that is and why tell tell people listening why you're why you need to readjust a blanket i'm in an airbnb in atlanta and oh boy there's only one table in this this apartment it's a high top it's like a a high table glass table (laughs) and it has these red stools that go along with it that look like they belong in MoMA. <laughs> and they're way too high for the table. Oh, man. And so the microphone is propped up on a Kleenex box. But the room itself has many hard surfaces. Hmm. So nothing to absorb the sound. No. So I've got the uh, blanket over my head. I'm also using a worse mic. You know, a portable mic. I don't have mm-hmm. the good mic setup that I usually have. And... Uh, the air conditioner is only one in the whole place, and it's in the the bedroom. And I'm oh, in the, so you're dying. the front room. This is look. I sacrifice for my art. This is my well, art. Thank you for your sacrifice. Uh, you're welcome. Well, what I think is what you could do is go into the bedroom with your laptop on your lap, you know, and have the mic on your chest and just talk into it. Nah, no. that's what I've done before. Fine, I'll make the move, but I'm not excited about it. I mean, what are you excited about? Ever. Hello? Hello? Now, now I think the mic is switched, and it's the... Uh, now it sounds like it's the computer mic. Doesn't it's it? always been the computer mic. No. You sound so different now. Listen. This this thing said the whole time that it was the Yeti microphone. I don't I heard care. Myself, I heard. Well, then it lied. It li- <laughs> yes, it lied because you sound normal now. <clears throat> now you sound amazing. You've lost me. Why? The, the the episode topic is shifting. What's it shifting to? My inability to <laughs> reconnect. When things go wrong or things don't go properly. Yeah. What is that? 
I don't know. I'm in a bad mood now. I'm in a terrible mood. All because of one little thing. Is it because um, you need some control and when things feel out of control, nothing is going right? Like I just want the podcast be to be good. I just want it to sound good. I want it to be good content. That's and not in question. That's not the question. The question is when when we fix it and now the podcast does have the ability to sound good and be good, then you can't get over it. No, because I don't know the setup to begin with. I'm in a different space. I don't like it. I'm a baby. I drove to Atlanta. I'm tired. Yeah. I get to this Airbnb. This whole thing, this Airbnb, I'm sure it's filled with cameras and someone's going to come bursting through the door in the middle of the night because it has one of those keypads where they, sh- they surely don't change the code in between stays. There's not an actual key. You can't lock it from the inside. You can lock it, but someone can unlock it with the code from the outside. And I'm, I'm fully convinced there, there's a electrical conduits on the outside of the walls here. Mm-hmm. Um, so meaning you mean, like what, the, is, what is elect, what's an electrical conduit? It's, you know, then a lot of buildings, the electrical wirings on the inside of the wall. But uh-huh. on places that have been converted or older places that have had electricity added, they're in metal tubes. It's in tubing. Oh, okay. It's on the outside of the wall. Okay. And and so you have these junction boxes and the light switches are on the outside of the wall and they have little holes gotcha. in them. And I was I was convinced there's cameras in there and mm. uh, I was shining the light into the different boxes to make, I was taking the flashlight on my phone. Wow. Shine the light into the different boxes. I took out the smoke detector. And checked wow. It. I look this, this whole thing got off to a bad start. Yeah. I'm not feeling, co- I've actually stayed in this building before when I was in Atlanta in April and I was fine with it. It was a different unit and I was, you know, it's, hmm. this place is exactly the same pretty much okay. and I was fine with it. But, Leading up to this one, when I booked it, the host sent me a link and said, you need to verify your identification. Follow this link to a third-party website. Uh-oh. And so I clicked on that. Yeah. And then it said, upload your driver's license. <laughs> what? Yeah. And, you know, I- I've never, I've, st- I've stayed at many Airbnbs and I've never had to do that. Exactly. I haven't had to do it either. So I called no. Airbnb. And I said, Mark. hey, I, I got this link to this third-party website, and they want me to send my ID to verify that I'm the person who booked the Airbnb. And they did say, that's not out of the ordinary. Some okay. states require it. Some buildings require it. Sometimes the hosts just want it because, you know, some people, I guess, book. I, I don't think it's wrong to book for other people. I think you can. No, do but that. shouldn't you be looking at their profile? Like you can say, like, are you the one staying here? And they would say yes or no. And then you would look on their Airbnb profile to see the reviews that they have left and the uh the renters' reviews on them. So you can verify who well, people are. This is the thing. This this unit had zero reviews. The host had eighteen hundred reviews. So he's like this host who seemingly just manages a shitload of properties across oh, Atlanta. Okay. So that made me think that the third party website wasn't so strange. Right. But I still wasn't completely comfortable doing it, but I talked to Airbnb and they said, okay, so I uploaded 
a picture of my driver's license. Yeah. But then it got to another page and it said, insert your credit card information <gasps> to verify. Use the credit card you use to book the Airbnb to verify your ID. You will oh. not be billed. I was like, I'm not doing this. No. So, so I called Airbnb back. And I said, hey, it's asking for credit card information. I'm not doing that. I want a refund. And they said, well, well let's talk to the host first. Let's talk to the host. <laughs> I just wanted the refund. Right. And I ended up writing the host too. And the thing is, he's, he's very nice. Okay. But then Airbnb contacted him. But I wrote him and said, I'm not comfortable putting my credit card information into a third-party website, especially after I already gave you my ID. I'm not doing it. <laughs> yeah. And he said, no problem. Not a big deal. That oh, good. That was the end of it. But then Airbnb contacted him too. So he knew that I narked them out. No, and that's not narking. That's protecting yourself. Yeah, but I could have just had a conversation with him to begin with. Well, it doesn't matter. So then I, of course, apologized and said, didn't mean to cause any trouble. I really didn't. I just uh, hadn't seen something like that before. He's like, it's fine. Like he just, he doesn't give a shit. He just wants no. the money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now I'm convinced like he hates me because I narked him out to Airbnb and God knows what traps lie in wait in this place. <laughs> so let me ask you a question. So yes. it, seemingly you don't like this feeling, right? What feeling? That you're having right now. And all of this rigmarole with thinking that the person hates you and now it's filled with traps and he's watching you and. Yeah, it's, it's, it's bridging into paranoia. <laughs> right. So you're, you're not happy with this feeling. You think so, I'm going to be paranoid when I'm old? Am I going to be totally Probably paranoid? not. You'll probably relax. <laughs> like you'll get too old to worry. You're like, whatever. I but just... no, I was going to say, like, do you ever. Okay, so. Sometimes when I'm feeling a certain way um, and I pay attention to it because I'm not I'm not feeling good about how I'm feeling, I stop and say, like, OK, what is this? Where is this coming from? Why am I feeling this? Like, do you take time to do that in this situation? Like, where is this paranoia coming from? Why would you go to these lengths to think that someone would do something like that um, and care that much about you just trying to figure your stuff out? You know, like, where is this coming from, you think? Dude runs a business, and I could have blown up his whole spot. He's no, got... no, that's, no, no. That's where why. does your feeling come from? Businessmen are sharks. It's not personal. You're still talking about him. Yeah, but I'm telling you, what, that's where it's coming from, knowing that. No, because that's the paranoia. Where does this, par why, why does this, like, whirlpool of thought start happening for you? Which part? I don't know. What, I don't know what you're asking. All of it. Thinking that you've messed him up, that now he has ca and then there's cameras. That's where it started. It started because I I thought this guy was who knows what his deal was. It was a, look, I'm not wrong to ask what the Absolutely hell is not. this and to not put in my credit card information to a third party website that was linked to me. So but if you uh, really do think that, then there would be no reason for you to think that he would react in such a way. I could have just written him is what I'm saying. Because yeah, but you didn't, and you didn't do anything wrong by not writing him first. I could have said, if it, then if I wrote him first and he said, no, no, you have to do it, and then got like angry and pushy with me, then I bring in Airbnb, but I just jumped straight to bring in an Airbnb, like a little, little narc bitch. I guess I just, 
Okay. All right. So look, you think that he's upset I also wasn't trying to get him in trouble, by the way. I was just asking them instead of, of him. Of course not. What I'm saying is, okay, so let's say, let's say he did get mad, right? Does that mean that he then sabotages your stay? Like that's where it takes a big leap. Well, I'm, I'm going into to like push. this thi- this thing that you have. I'm going to push the couch in front of the door tonight. <laughs> that way, if someone comes in, <laughs> at least it's like loud, and I can hear it, and then jump this out the, the, the yeah. back. <laughs> this is this is the thing. Like, okay, you're you're kind of right. You know that, like, I guess you can be worried that that code to the door never changes and that anybody who has stayed there before or who just knows the code can come in and I don't know what, rob you, take, kill you. I don't know. Both. But both. Hopefully kill you first, then rob you. So you don't know. <laughs> um, but then I think that you take that big leap, you know, I'm not saying that I, I I'm just different than you. And I would be like, man, it's probably not going <laughs> to, you know, or like, uh, oh, I hope he's not upset with me, but oh, well, I'm protecting myself. I would never then think like, now he hates me. Now there's cameras. Now someone's going to come and rob me because they didn't like me. Like it, it, the paranoia part is the spiral that I'm talking about. Like, why do you go to those lengths and like torture yourself even more? Uh, that's a difficult question to answer. It just feels as though that's what a person would do. People like revenge. I read a, a an article recently on revenge and most people want to enact revenge and they want to do it immediately. That saying that revenge is a dish best served cold is not hmm. uh, lukewarm. They, Still you know, warm. People want it hot. They want it hot. Yeah. They want to do it immediately. And I guess I, I am very cynical in my view of humanity and I do feel as though that, you know, you see what happens on the roads as you get cut off. Yeah, but or- that's different because those people are um, anonymous. They feel safe within their car. People on the no, street no, no. I'm don't act, that- people on the street don't act that way because they're physically looking at each other and dealing with each other in person. No, no. There's plenty of people on the street. If you just look at them, they say, what the fuck are you looking at? Yeah, not really. And then, and then if you make eye contact, you just I just don't make eye contact with anyone. That doesn't happen that often. I mean, you get the odd crazy person, especially if like you're in a city, but normal people like walking down the, a grocery store aisle or whatever, there's lots of opportunities for people to get pissed at each other and they don't. But listen, this is not the point. I understand what you're saying that like, yes, people might like revenge that maybe this guy actually was mad at you. But let's talk about even when you were moving, you know, you spiral into this thing where like you can't. You 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 encounter something that upsets you, and then it ha- you have real difficulty shaking it off. Yeah, yeah. So, without everything else, with this situation, we encountered a very small little obstacle, and it was really shutting you down. Well, it look the obstacle itself, which. I swear to God that this whole setup said that this microphone was the input. And that's what I heard. I heard. And I saw it too. But, you know, the obstacle is just the end of it. It was this whole thing. It was this whole thing. I couldn't get comfortable in this place. And, you know, I'm here for four nights. So I have to find a way to get comfortable. And again, I stayed in this building and that was perfectly fine. I was happy with the place. And, 
yeah. had no problems. It's just having to settle in. And, you know, from the start, I was, I was like, this isn't, I also just, you know, driving down here, as you know, long drives. It's stressful. Even though it's like boring, it's still kind of stressful. Yeah, I listened to a whole audio book, Kurt Vonnegut's you Galapagos. To? Galapagos by Kurt Vonnegut. Oh, I don't know that one. Seven and a half hours. Wow. Did it make you sleepy? No, it didn't make me sleepy. My mom, when she was driving up uh, from Georgia, she was listening to audiobooks and it was making her really sleepy and she had to stop. No, I enjoyed it. It yeah. kept me engaged. And a lot of the times when I'm driving, there's this idea that, uh, you know, the speed limit 65, I'm, I'm going to go 80. And if you oh, go, yeah. if you go 15 miles over the speed limit for six hours, then you save 20 minutes <laughs> and it starts to add up. It does. And the truth is, you know, it just creates more stress because most cars aren't going 85 miles per hour, 90 miles per hour. And a lot of that drive, it's two lanes on a highway. Yeah. Two or three. And so quite often the lanes are blocked and, you know, trying to find lines to get through. I think that makes the drive more tiring and there's always people doing it and people come up on your ass and they hate that you're going the speed you're going. And right. um, I found the, the audio book helpful and I just zoned out, put the car in cruise control and just listened yeah. to an audio book. Okay. That's good. So, but that was still, so you're, but still you're stressed from the traveling. I'm having this strange reaction with coffee these days. Where oh, yeah? I have a coffee and it makes me tired. Oh, I hate that. It's doing the opposite effect. The I have coffee. that if I have um, too much coffee in the morning. My first one and a half cups are the right amount. And then sometimes when I'm finishing that second one, I get tired. Yeah, this was the second. Like in the morning, it was fine. I was with my friend Dave in Richmond and we went out to eat. And the, those coffees were fine. Then I got one in a, at a gas station at a Love's. Nice. Love, loves. I know. You can go back to our episode, Road Trips, <laughs> and hear us talk all about loves. That's right. And how I think that there should be a traveling speed. Because when you're traveling between states, you should not be subject to normal traffic laws. I agree with that. I know. I was like, thinking- bitch, I'm traveling. I'm not going your 65 miles an hour. I'm trying to get somewhere. I'm not stopping in the state. I was thinking of it was like the Autobahn. where Yeah. The whole thing isn't no speed limits, but there are long stretches of no speed limits. And people in Germany, the left lane really is only for cars going fast. And if you're going 120 miles per hour and a car comes up going 140, you move the fuck out of the way. Yeah. You'll get a ticket if you don't. That's right. If somebody sees you, it's a huge fine. Then the right lane is for the slowest cars and the middle lane is for moving over for the faster cars, then you can move back to the left lane. It It's insane that people drive the way they do in this country. And, you know, being able to go safely without having right. to zigzag in and out. You, I, I feel as though hundred miles per hour is relatively safe. There's not sharp turns on these highways, right. especially with the way cars are built these days. You know, there these, some of these cars are made to go, quickly and it's okay you know you're not you're the you know the frame isn't rattling because you're going 90 miles an hour because no, you're an old car, beater you know yeah with my car i was going 90 i was like whoa i didn't even realize i was doing i know that. it's so easy sometimes 
So, so yeah, I agree with you. Be, it I would agree be with nice. myself that I said earlier. <laughs> it would be nice if they opened it up. Yeah. It's still blue. I my think mind, it would be though. fine if I got pulled over, you know, in, you know, Virginia or something, because I was going too fast. I'd be like, I'm trespassing through. They, That's why you, I'm going so fast. Yeah. They love that. You're just passing through. Here's the ticket. You're not even going to try to fight it. Well, they, I would just they, be honest. Like, you know how it is. <laughs> yeah. They'd still give you the ticket, especially because you're just passing through and you'll just send yeah. them the money. Not that you could really fight it. <laughs> you're going. Yeah. Because I just told them I was doing it. It still blows my mind, though. I don't know why, but most of the time when I travel between New York and Atlanta, I'm flying. And the fact you actually can drive. It's like having my car here in Atlanta is weird. Yeah. Is it weird? Yeah. I made it. I just got in that car and came here. I feel as though if I ever drove across the country and wound up in L.A., where I've been several times, but actually driving there, Mm -hmm. I, I feel as though... It really would be maybe somewhat magical because I know like, obviously it's accessible by car. We know that, mm-hmm. but it just has never been a place that I've ever driven to. So if I drove across the country, it's like, oh, wow, weird. Do you think that like when you are in a, especially a city like Los Angeles that you're not as familiar with, even though you've been there or whatever, you're still not familiar with it. And it's, it would be the first time you're driving in that city. Um, do you think you would feel like you were kind of, like playing pretend, like make believe. You're like, oh, I'm in the city and I'm driving places. Mm, instead of know. being, instead of taking, you know, Ubers or walking well, places I mean, as I've a tourist. Rented, I've had cars in other cities in LA before. But so even that, because saying, it's but... not your car, you know, so it doesn't feel familiar. It's something else. I don't think it would feel as make believe. Okay. But I, I think that we're talking about a similar feeling mm-hmm. where you you get there, you've driven all the way out there, and just the fact that it's accessible, I guess, even though I know yeah. it's accessible, I've never accessed it via <laughs> driving across the country. Think about the people that did it, you know, like, you know, with their cows or something pulling their wagon. Yeah, the oxen. Think about about those people if they had a podcast to record when they were done with that. They wouldn't be happy. Oh, my God. They would have lost (laughs) two of their children to uh, snake bites and dysentery. They would not have been happy. Little butthead. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, getting back to what we were talking about. Uh Uh-huh. You seem okay now. Yeah, I've opened up. Like I was, I just wasn't. I was having trouble settling into this place. And that was, that just was like the cherry on top. I was like, right. yeah, of course I can't even, it sounds like crap, even though it turns out it was, I guess, because it was coming through the internal microphone on my computer and not this mm-hmm. microphone, but it wasn't comfortable. I'm just lounging on the bed now and this air conditioner is still on, which I know you can hear. Oh, but I, I didn't know it was on. Well, it's not that loud. It's a, and plus your mic has a, it's a, it's directional. So yeah, well, there's some room tone. Look, I just like the show to be good and putting it off till the last second, which is totally my fault because I could have asked you. I knew I was driving. I procrastinated. Yeah, I didn't think about you getting into town like that. I thought maybe you'd fly. It just, it just gives us zero room. There's <laughs> no wiggle room. It's like, you got to do this now. Yeah. And, you know, I wanted to talk about, we can talk about furniture 
in the future. <laughs> I know it doesn't sound that exciting, but I think it's an interesting topic. I think so too. But like on the wall here, there's a skull mirror made up of mirror fragments and it's just staring at me. Uh, wait, so there's is- it's a skull? Is it in the shape of a skull? Yes, it's in the shape of a skull. So like broken shards of mirror shaped into a skull? Well, they're not really broken shards. They're different shapes, but it's a bunch of small mirrors, little round circle mirrors and pear-shaped mirrors and triangle mirrors and square and rectangle uh, okay. mirrors. Okay, okay. And it creates a skull. <laughs> Who buys this? And this thing, I may take this thing off the wall. I don't want this staring at me as I sleep. I love that. I think that's like a power move. You know, like you're showing this uh, Airbnb who's boss. Well, I don't know what the topic of this show is now. Like it was the inability of me to adjust to my surroundings. But yeah, uh, I guess I've adjusted a bit. I just get the, the point where I'm just, I can't. I'm not good at faking things. I'm in a mood. Right, but where- how do you but I wonder why it does take you it does make you so uncomfortable. Which part? Hmm. I don't think it's unreasonable to not be if I'm not comfortable and I need to be in the right mindset to do the show. Yeah. That that's not but to me, world. these things don't seem so, um, um, to me, I'm not saying that you shouldn't feel this way. I'm just saying for me, it wouldn't shake me so much to, to take me into this weird space that I, I would ha- not have trouble getting out of, you know what I mean? Like I would have, you know, I would have gotten the mic working properly, you know, and, and sounding different and be like, Oh, th- okay, cool. Now we can start. Do you know what I mean? Instead of everything still affecting me, but. I mean, I wasn't traveling all day. I'm not tired like you are, you know, so I, it, it it could be. But it just seems like there there are other situations that you've been in where things have affected you seemingly, you know, somewhat mm, minor things that you feel are very important and like fuck you up. I just think ultimately it switches from wanting to do the show to having to do the show. When I'm not in the right mindset. So all these things. So I don't mean just about this show. I mean, just about anything. Sure. I don't know how to answer this. Okay. I feel like you're looking for like a a golden token. (laughs) That, uh, well, you know, that's it. That's, that's what I'm looking for. That's the thing that explains it all. No, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to thread this situation and other situations you've been in together. I know what you're trying to do. And I understand that. I just, and I'm not trying to be combative about it and, (laughs) and knock it off. I just, I feel as though you're looking for, what's the reason for that? I don't know. It's just what happens. I just get to a point and I shut down. Yeah. I don't want to, it's just the reaction that I have. All right. Well, you should look at that reaction and think about why it happens. <laughs> I've explored why it happens. Sometimes you, they, sometimes the why doesn't even matter. It's just mm-hmm. this happens. And then what do you do? Normally, what I would do is say, okay, let's not record now. But we have right. zero wiggle room because I've procrastinated. So the show then becomes, I know you're not just talking about the show, but the show then becomes something I want to do to something I have to do. It needs to be done right now. And then I resent it and I hate it because 
who wants to listen to something that's being done because it has to be done? It's not, no, that's not good content. And I, I feel right. as though, you know, whatever we've moved past that the show is not, this episode is not going to be for everyone. It's similar to the, that one show, Greg's a dick, but that one was totally different. <laughs> I don't, I think I was like a, what was called Greg's a dick because I was in, I don't, I don't even remember exactly what happened. I don't it's really similar. either. Was I upset? No, I got in the mood and couldn't shake it. Okay. So this just happens. At least you name the episodes. I didn't name it Greg's a dick. <laughs> well, the show was about, that was the one that was supposed to be about dicks. Oh, right. And then it just <laughs> became Greg's a dick. And that was the one where someone said that that show should be scrubbed from the internet because it's, it's not good content, a mental breakdown. Well, you know, whatever it was, I kind of feel like this podcast is, you know, sometimes just a typical sort of uh, podcast format, you know, like we follow the rules and we stick to a topic and we talk about it. Um, And then other times, it's uh, it's just us and whatever we're going through or however we're feeling. Um, yeah, the topics are becoming a bit more mm, ambiguous. <laughs> Last week's topic, I didn't know how to name that show. What was? What did we talk about? <laughs> I'm not telling you. <laughs> <It was laughs> Your memory. I know. God, that time. When we didn't remember what the show was, and it turned out it was oh, about well, memory. Yeah. But usually I'm pretty good about remembering these things. Are you looking it up? Did you find No, it? I'm not. I'm trying to remember. It was uh, Food Courts. No. It was. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, Just look it up. Don't spend too much time. Okay. Oh, God. I have to look it up. I don't remember. I need to look it up because I have to remember what I named it. <laughs> the lesson. Oh, the Mrs. Doubtfire, Doubtfire thing. That's right. <laughs> I mean, I guess. I'm, yeah. I guess that was a specific topic. It just it was hard to identify what the hell we were. No, talking. yeah, it was hard to to label it. But no, I, when we do these shows, I am, and it's a, it kind of is the same with the uh, radio show. I'm just flying by the seat of my pants, you know. So it's hard for me to remember what I talked about or what I said or what I did. And so you I'm approach the show, you just fly by the seat of your pants. Unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, I had thoughts about furniture. I was ready to talk about them, but I don't, I didn't know like <laughs> how I was going to bring them up or what you might say about them or, you know, I, I just had thoughts. I really hate when we present the topics like that without doing the topic because it sounds so terrible. It does. The show's about furniture, bad. but the, let's talk about sticks. Like I think sticks and rocks. It's worth talking. Everyone buys furniture. Yeah. And I've really come to enjoy well-made furniture and this Airbnb <laughs> is filled with shit. The yeah. Furniture, well, I'll save this. I still will save this. I don't know if we okay. actually get to it or not. Or what, do you want to just, just, you want to just do it for the rest of the time? <laughs> sure. I, they can round out their show then. Yeah. I just, I just, I already told you about the skull mirror on the wall. Right. Yeah. It's just, everything is, it's not even Ikea. It's fucking Wayfair overstock. Oh. And then it's not built. Like the whole couch rattles when you sit on it. I think it lays down flat. 
in case you wanted more people to sleep in here. But the whole thing rattles. Hmm. Um, I already mentioned the bar stools that are too tall for the table. Right, the wrong size. Just everything is very cheap. And yeah, maybe they got them from the back of a warehouse, you know. That's where I got my but, first kitchen table and it sucked. But it like this is furniture that people buy and actually whatever this this is an Airbnb. They it's a money making scheme. It would be nice if they invested in nice furniture because people are going to be staying here and I think in the long run whatever, people are going to book it no matter what. It yeah. doesn't doesn't matter much. Yeah, they might not if you if you review it honestly. Yeah, furniture stinks. Yeah. I feel like the couch is going to fall apart. But I mean, there's there's um polite ways to word things that still gives an honest review so that people will know. I'm not leaving any kind of review. Because oh, this guy, you have to. No, this guy's already looking to get me. Oh, the, well, who cares? You're never going to stay there again. He's looking to get me. <laughs> You think that's funny? Yes, because it's not happening. It's not personal. It's business. It's the last thing you hear before you get a bullet in your fucking skull. Wow. And then then your skull's shattered into several shards that are then pieced together and (gasps) coded. And made into a skull mirror. (laughs) Your skull. What an odd choice. Like when you're, okay, so. Yeah, is the rest of the place decorated in that? fashion no there's no theme i don't like there's there's a lot of mirrored surfaces i don't like mirrors i hate mirrors okay i know i'm not supposed to hate as many things but i don't like mirrors i don't really like seeing myself i understand the need for a mirror or two mm-hmm. but there are many like there's a mirrored table there's a mirrored side table next to the bed there's the skull mirror i don't Mirrored surfaces. You know, you know those closets that have mirrors on them? Yeah. Why? It's I don't I don't want it. So you can get a glimpse of yourself fucking. Sure. Oh, but if you're alone most of the time, then you're just like jerking it. I don't know. And you catch a glimpse of your sad self. Yeah. I don't want to see myself. That's the that's the main reason why I don't like mirrors. I've I don't want to catch glimpses of myself <laughs> especially on an unsuspected unintentional glimpses yeah yeah if i go into the, the mirror in the bathroom it's like, okay i know it's there i'm prepping for it yeah i'm ready when, when they're just all around you can whoops there i am Ugh. <laughs> is that your is that your reaction Ugh. yes bummer Why is that a bummer? Because you shouldn't be like, ugh, to yourself. Would you do that to anyone else? I think Anyone else that you loved? No, anyone you loved? Most people should Yeah, to most people, you don't know them. They should approach the reflection that way. Ugh. No. You should approach yourself like you would approach someone you love. (laughs) It's true. You should look at yourself and be like, okay. No. It's a reminder. Look at me. Look at this. Look. Look at you. See, this existence. is the thing. This is this is You're, what you look like most of. See, the moment I know what I look like most of the time, if I'm just sitting there slouching, and you look the good couch, though, shoving ice cream 
or Publix Southern style potato <gasps> salad into my mouth. Did you go to Publix today? Yeah, and I got the Southern awesome. style. Is this based in reality? You think I just come up with that? No. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I could, but I did yeah. eat it. And this mirrored table. It's like, ugh. <laughs> That's a low I mean, angle. okay, catching yourself doing something weird and gross, I guess, if you consider eating gross. But I think you should not, you should love yourself more. Okay, well, that's a that's a different self-hate. Self well, maybe love. that's where all of this like spiraling into paranoia comes from. Well, so what is this show? The show is not about furniture. <laughs> the second half's not about the furniture now. I because forgot. I was going to tell you about all the very expensive furniture that I've invested in. Tell me all about your furniture. No, I don't want to now. All right. I want to know why you hate yourself. <laughs> why shouldn't I hate myself? Because you're great. You're um, interesting and weird and awesome and kind and generous. And Now, there are two things in my life that I think that have really made me hate myself. Mm-hmm. And they're both tied to relationships. And one was when I cheated in a relationship. And another was when I used pills in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Because it put the other person in a very bad spot where they're quite, they know something's wrong with the relationship. Like, what is going on? And I'm lying to them. They don't know what's going on. There's this huge thing going on in both instances. And they're completely in the dark. They have no understanding. And it's no way to treat people that you love or you claim to love. And I think knowing that these were things I didn't want to do, knowing that, hey, I want to be a good person, but I'm still not able to be a good person or I'm still continuing to be a shithead. It's like, wow, okay. So that's that's where the self-hate comes from. Well, the the pills thing, you were on drugs. People do a lot of things that they wouldn't do or they aren't proud of. Well, it wasn't doing. even the behavior itself. It's just when you just you can't fully engage. It's like I'm focused yeah, on Yeah, because you were on drugs. Yeah, but I wasn't like outwardly nasty, but it was you know, I shouldn't I had no business being in a relationship and someone who just wanted to be thought about and cared for. Right. I'm not saying that you shouldn't feel bad about that, but you also there there's there's um s- sections of the pie that include you were on drugs, which means that you wouldn't have done some of the things that you did if you hadn't been um, as far as cheating. You know, people make mistakes mistakes happen and you know you have to forgive yourself you know you have to understand that life is messy and that you might be messy too and that's okay you know that doesn't mean you don't deserve love that you're not you don't deserve to love yourself because of that or because sure, of those but that's, things you know that's that's sound advice for the common plebe well but I'm, su- you know. I'm superior in my existence. see now that's how i used to think that like everyone else can be messy and I'll still accept them because people are messy and that's fine, but not for me. I've got my shit together. I'm perfect, quote unquote. But you're not. You're just not. Oh, I am. I'm smart enough to be perfect. No, I you're not. That, that makes you not smart if you think that you're smart enough to be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell how much you're joking now. Well, I, I mean, 
there's part of me that believes everything I'm telling you mm-hmm. that that part is real, but I also realize at the same time how ridiculous it is. So yeah. it's, it's dual, mm-hmm. but you know, I, it, it's a hard thing to tough pill to swallow when it's like, Hey, I'm a good person. Why am I doing these bad things? I think like you talk about being self-aware, you know, and under, and, Give it, yeah, you gotta give yourself some. Well, it's somewhat frightening. Room. It's like you're acting against what you wish you would be or would strive to be. And there's well, still striving something. to be something is something you work for. And you have to, you can't just jump off the cliff and fly. You have to practice first and you have to fall and fail. To know that there's. But if you, sh- I'm sorry, but if you beat yourself up every time you fail, then you're never going to try or you're never going to, you know, you're never going to learn. You're just going to keep failing. To know that there's a level of impulsivity that can just override everything. Yeah. It's a, it's a frightening piece of knowledge to hold. You really struggle with like being a human. I don't mean that in the way that that sounds. Why shouldn't you? <laughs> I mean, like you're, you know. We shouldn't. We shouldn't. We should struggle. It'd be much no, easier to be accept. Attacked. It'd be much easier to be. This is the whole. And I told you I listened to uh, Galapagos mm-hmm. on uh, audio book, and you know, I'm not going to get deep into what it is, but the whole thing is pretty much. If evolution is survival of the fittest, the most the fittest humans would be those who had smaller brains because big brains are no good. Big brains lead to bad mm. things just True. across the board. So because we have this capacity to think and understand our own existence, yeah, that should be a struggle. It's a weird thing. Um. Did I tell I told you about that uh Bo Burnham special? Not the new one, but the older ones. Yes, you mentioned it. I think it's called What? Is that what it's called? You would know better than me. I think it's called What? Um It's really good. It's a lot about that. It's about like struggling between being a human man with you know um impulses and giving in to you know social media or or giving in to sort of your base brain but then also being aware of that being something you don't want but you can't help yourself or it's just really interesting it's this you should watch it <laughs> i think it would really really resonate see but it's a common thing that people explore mhm that's why I wanted to explore it on this episode about furniture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good furniture. Yeah. There really is a difference. Let Such a difference. You. There, you spend, you spend a few hundred dollars, you get something that is a few hundred dollars where mm-hmm. you could touch it with your toe and then the whole thing will collapse. It's true. I, I, um, was, uh, I've realized after moving my parents up here, like helping my parents unpack and everything, um, 
and them having some extra money to spend on, you know, things that were broken in the move or just different things. And it's something that I had to retrain my brain. I didn't kind I kind of didn't realize that it came from them. But the the idea of keeping something and fixing it and it only still works a little bit, you know, but you still don't throw it out. It's like, just throw 20 bucks at a new lamp, you know, just get a new lamp. Um, totally. Especially if you're moving. If yeah. something was sitting in uh, one spot for decades and it was flimsy. Right. Or not the greatest. You You've know, kept, you kept it because it was just always there and it was in the space, whatever. Yeah. I just, I used to think that who gives a shit when it comes to furniture? Yeah. Like, who cares? Just have some stuff that works. But uh, I'm on board. I do. Yeah, I, some, I, I do think some stuff is overpriced, but you know, whatever. You get these original designs. I yeah, like what you're getting is not overpriced because someone, you know, IKEA took a design and made it look retro. You're buying actual pieces that are from an era. Yeah, and but they're still and, and and from an era where things were made differently and better. Well, they still make good furniture now. Like I like mid-century modern furniture and uh the whole bedroom set. It was still mass produced, even if it is vintage. Mm -hmm. It was mass produced. And it doesn't mean that the quality was bad. Um but when I'm talking about a lot of these designs of mid-century all furniture you know, in, in general, they're treated. There are certain designs that are treated somewhat like art. Like there's the mm -hmm. Z chair, for example, and that's a piece of mid-century modern furniture. And there's only one that accounts as that counts as the, the, the actual Z chair. It's gotta be mm -hmm. the exact design by the designer's name is not in my mind, but then there's plenty of replicas that are close in design. Uh, you wouldn't know the difference. Most people wouldn't know the difference and those are still priced somewhat high but uh they are cheaper so it's yeah it's i'm looking strange... at all of these they're they're from like three two sixty four to eight hundred eight hundred ninety nine yeah the two sixty four is gonna fucking fall apart but anyway right. the uh that furniture set i got you know it's bassett furniture which is a furniture company that's been around for a very long time but mm -hmm. they've created millions and millions of pieces of furniture and it doesn't, again, mean the quality is bad, but it also doesn't mean that they're completely rare, I think is what I'm saying. But, you know, I found that high boy dresser mm -hmm. that I liked and it's like, oh, this is part of a set. And then I hunted down other pieces, like some fucking consumer goblin who's like, <laughs> I need to find the nightstand that matches the high boy dresser and I need to find the low dresser. And I did. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Some things don't have to just be utilitarian. Well, I, I think they're good looking and I enjoy those pieces. Right. Because you enjoy them. It can be something that you that holds your clothes, but that you also just enjoy. Well, it's a nice design. It's pleasing right. to it my eye. It brings something to your life. It's not the uh, farmhouse Ugh. motif. God, when everybody was putting those like sliding barn doors on their like bathrooms or like even furniture with like a little, instead of it just being a little door to a, you know, a storage area, it's like a little tiny itsy bitsy farm door. Just get the fuck out of here. Yeah. I, 
whatever. To that's each you know what barn do- their you know those, own. Those farm door things are like or barn door or whatever. That's like the true religion genes of a living room. Yes, I agree. But Greg is going to stop hating everything. Remember? Oh, if, right. If somebody wants to have. Including yourself, Greg. Including they want yourself. Their, they want their home to look like a little country barn. So be it. Like, I like mid-century modern because I find the designs to be. Well, they're appealing to start with, but I can appreciate them. They feel like works of art to me. Whereas some of the other designs of furniture, too, can be considered works of art. But barn no i know well that's the thing i feel like go ahead and do your you know farm whatever that's that's just as valid as if someone likes you know french country you like mid-century modern people like contemporary okay that's fine but don't fall for the cheap fads of a tiny barn door on your you know coffee table (laughs) those barn doors are never installed properly either no you need to they do probably like they slide open because they're not level or something, or the house isn't level. The house settles and it like starts creeping open. Well, people, you need that track on the bottom too, and nobody ever really put that in, so it just dangled from the top. Like, oh, not, I didn't think about that. Not, I shouldn't say nobody. If you did it properly, you did that. But but I, then do you have to step over that. Yeah, I think it's part of the problem. But right, you could have dangling. The, you could have the track that's not in the entranceway. Whatever. I went. I went to pick up um, a bed frame. For it was an IKEA bed frame, which was a mistake because you can't move those things. <laughs> like those are not meant to be moved from house to house. They're meant to be installed once, and that's it. Because they fall apart and they get like stripped and stuff. But um, I was in their house, like taking. They were helping, like get, taking their bed apart, and I was taking out little pieces at a time. And it was a small room. And it was their master bedroom and they had the bathroom right next to it with one of those stupid barn doors. And I thought, what kind of use is that? You're like farting up this bathroom and this barn door is just dangling in an entryway. <laughs> like Those hollow core bathroom doors barely do anything anyway, but at least it gives you a sense of like, this space is enclosed and I feel safe to poop. But now <laughs> that stupid dangling, it was white with like a black bar at the top just like on a track going across and i thought you guys are stupid thanks for your bit i can't disagree but i will not look if they enjoyed it i one of the bathrooms in my apartment is a sliding door it's a pocket door though it goes into the wall Ooh, pocket doors are tough well it's mostly a space thing it's like where it is a real door wouldn't work there so i just mean because if if anything gets out of shape then it's a hard door to move in and out now yes but you have to like shave down the door or something (laughs) anyway all right i I, I realized we also had the ikea episode not that long ago and then we probably talked about their furniture and furniture in that one anyway oh that's fine this was a good one i liked it all right thanks everybody uh love yourself love us and uh, tell other people that you love us and uh, then tell them to, to subscribe. Also, you can rate and review us online and uh, please subs- uh, please support our sponsor, hoffandpepper.com. You can get some really delicious locally made hot sauce in Chattanooga. You can get uh, 15% off of your order if you use one topic 15. Okay, bye. <laughs>